Football fans, welcome back to another episode of Quick Slants brought to you by War Room Sports. My name is Fred Purdue. I am your host, and I have a little bit of a change up here. I know it's not college football time just yet, but we're going to kind of get some things ramped up. And to join me today, I have Shane Hallam here. Shane, where are you with, what are you with nowadays? It's been a while, man. Yeah, no, I've bounced around a little bit. I'm with uh, fakepigskin.com doing fantasy uh, Debbie content there and uh, doing NFL draft stuff over at draftsite.com. So uh, I'm still I'm still out there a little bit. Yeah, see, we got to pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, me and Shane, we've been we've been kind of going back and forth for the last few years now, and you know, it's good banter, man. It's good banter, but we're here to talk a little college football. Twenty four seven Sports released a college football top ten superpowers of the last twenty first century, uh, and we have a little bit of we may have a little bit of disagreeing here. We may we may agree on a little, but let's just kind of start at the top. We know some of these rankings make no sense, so we'll just start at ten. We'll go to one, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts and give our our uh, our list. And we'll kind of go from there. We'll call it an open-ended conversation. So at number 10, you have the University of Florida, the Gators. Uh, At number nine, you have Oregon, eight, Florida State, seven, LSU, six, Clemson, five, USC, four, Boise State, three, Ohio State, two, Alabama, and number one, Oklahoma. Now the question is, uh, many of kind of they see right now. They see what happens in the what. What have you done for me lately? But this is a this is a nice list and that has started since the year two thousand. And there's a lot that has changed. We're talking about two completely different eras of college football here, Shane. Yeah, you know it's kind of interesting. I know, I know this list is kind of getting a lot of crap, and there's definitely things that that I disagree with, or maybe I wouldn't have done, but I. I think I understand for the most part why they did what they did. Um, and I think it's tough, right? Because like you said, it's kind of, I think we, we think more of the present and maybe the past five, uh, ten years. But, you know, this starts in 2000. I was in middle school. Like, <laughs> like you know, you, I, I think trying to remember back to those early 2000 years and how bad Alabama was, you know, and, and so how do you, how do you kind of rank this? Uh, so I think it's an interesting conversation piece. And I think a lot of the people really like going after it hard. I think you can disagree, but there's people like it's absolute crap, but uh, I think they don't, I think they forget those early two thousands. Yeah, definitely. Now for me, I, I kind of went a little above and beyond, you know, uh, even Throughout my years, I've always been a bit of an overachiever. So I said, I just give them a best of the rest, uh, just missing the cut. And I know you may, if you didn't do one, that's fine. But for me, um, the, my best of the rest is Stanford, Texas, Wisconsin. And I know Wisconsin has, has had a lot of success, but the lack of a national championship kind of pushed them out of this. Michigan and TCU, surprisingly, I have love for the little mm. guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think Texas definitely is up there. That they've had their down years. I also think this this list seems to put a little more of a premium on Heisman Trophy winners. It does. Uh, so I, I think so. I think your Wisconsin pick is good, right? We have Ron Dane um, on here. So and and they've had a pretty good success. So I th- I think them and Texas should be uh, close and and maybe um, yeah, I, I guess that's about it. Um, 
I don't think I don't think Auburn's had the sustained success. They've had one national championship, but um, but no, I think it's pretty good. Now, how do you want to do this? You want to start? We, we can just kind of go back and forth. Uh, and we compare our list to what they have, and or do you want to go just go give yours? I give mine. How do you want to do this? Um, yeah, well, we we can kind of start at the top and and go down from there. I think we can uh, I think we can figure it out. All right, so I let you I let you start this at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think I think I understand their their number one of Oklahoma. I think even with the poor um, early. 2000s I think I'd still put Alabama number one now I think the national championships really pushes it over the top right you mean you have mm-hmm. you have the the three national championships they've uh the five national championships they've lost two more um now what I what I say is there's three years in here they didn't even make a bowl game right yeah so, yeah so, the, the pre-saving years yeah yeah and uh, I think two of those really count as not making a bowl game. Four wins and three wins is pretty bad. Um, so I, th- I think how much do you take off for that? I, I, I don't know if that's the be-all, end-all. So I think I'd still put them number one for that more recent success. But I think I understand why they're not on this list. Yeah, I got to agree with you on this one as far as that, that number one spot belongs to Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban has pretty much locked this thing down. Uh, anything before him, that's an afterthought, even though they won 10 games twice before he got there. So uh, they weren't too bad. I mean, it's so long ago. I really don't even remember a lot of the players that were there at that time. I remember Tyrone Prothrow and his ridiculous (laughs) catches. An injury. Yeah, the injury. But I don't really remember pre-Alabama then. It's it's like an afterthought. So for me, that's an easy number one. But I do have some that make the argument that those those years before saving count. And yeah, if you're going to count them, I mean, if you're counting them for everyone else, maybe you can make an, an argument for Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma, because they've choked so many times in national championship situations a la USC dropping 50 plus on them and you know in the, yeah. in the good old days well oh but I, th- I think it's I think it's the piece of does and this is a football or sports argument right does making it and getting crushed is that worth less than not making it at all you know what I mean yeah so, like like I, I'd rather give them the credit for getting there and choking it away um making 13 uh essentially BCS or, you know, the, the big four bowl games in, mm. in the two thousands out of, out of 18 years. I mean, that, that's really good. You know, only them in Ohio state have done that. Um, I mean, that's, that's really good. So, and, and then these, now they just went back to back Heisman's. They have Jason white, they have Sam Bradford, like four Heisman's in that time is really good. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I have them, I have them at number two and and I think, I think it's a fair, ranking especially if you include the Heisman Trophy which I like like we talked about I think this list really put a more of a preference on that than I would um, I think Oklahoma deserves number two and see I I'm, I hate saying this but your number two is Oklahoma but mine is that hated team in Ohio your alma mater man I don't, I yeah. don't like those guys and it, <laughs> it, it, it happened in 02 I didn't have a problem with those guys I actually liked Jim Trussell but you know it you guys stole a national championship from me and I will never forgive you for that because, <laughs> you know, Miami and, and I got a lot of questions about them. They'll, that whole thing is that they didn't, they haven't done anything. Miami hasn't done anything since then. So okay. I can't put them on this list at all, but Ohio state, they've had so much success minus the Terrell prior years. 
you know, there was a little bit of a lull there, but for the most part, they've had a lot of success. Uh, really good wide receivers, really good running backs. Decent. They've gone from a, a completely different offense. Now they're now they went from being a boring pro eye run the football, Jim Trestle, they're, we're going to rely on our defense too. Now they're just full all out spread. They're just spreading everybody out. I mean, Troy Smith would have had a, a field day nowadays. And speaking of him, he had a Heisman Trophy, and that really, really makes a difference. They've, made, they've won a couple of national championships, uh, and it, it really makes a difference for that team. Uh, Urban Meyer putting them over the top. I I have to give credit to Urban Meyer where it's due, and he has he actually has credit for another team later we'll be talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and Ohio State's my number three. I think I think you can definitely make that argument. They made the same amount of those big time games as Oklahoma, um, and I, I think a tough thing for this list, and and I know I lean. I'm guessing it's how you lean. I'm guessing it's how twenty four seven sports leans, but that the USC and the Ohio state things that are thrown out or aren't really thrown out. Like, yeah. you know, we just going to ignore, you know, yeah, we, we ignore it like we do in real life. <laughs> right, right. Like, so, so, you know, I, I don't think you can just throw all that, those, those wins away. I mean, Ohio state's been consistent. Uh, they, they had consistent success. You know, they've, they've qualified for a bowl game every single year of the two thousands in, and the one, you know, that they didn't choose, chose not to go to one. Um, uh, so that's kind of punishment or whatever, but um, but I, I, I think I think the fact that they could go from a Jim Trestle, have that controversy, and get Urban Meyer, and still continue that success um, is is pretty astounding. And I'm even even as an alumni, I'm pretty surprised, and I'm kind of bracing myself for for a downfall at some point. Like I can't, you can't keep this level of success for um, for this long. It's been almost twenty years now. Definitely. And for me, at number three, uh, I think we basically flip flopped. Oklahoma's my number three. Too much success. Bob Stoops, really, he's the reason Texas is in my best of the rest because he ruined so many Texas seasons. I mean, how many guys do we have to go by? I mean, Adrian Peterson, Sam Bradford, Jason White. I mean, we could name names forever. They've run the Big 12 Conference, and quite honestly, without them, we may be talking about a whole like a conference that may be disbanded. They are carrying that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's not a lot to say. I mean, they. I mean, four four Heisman Trophy winners, two back to back. That's. I mean, at the same position, we're we're just gonna take the starter. He's he's gonna leave. By the way, we're gonna and we're gonna also make it to a, a playoff game and find really no drop off. We'll make it. We'll just go. We'll just get right back where we came from with the backup. I mean, it, it's so much success out there in Oklahoma. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, and 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 like I said, they're they're that that kind of success and the fact that the Lincoln Riley has kind of picked that program back up. When it's like, ah, maybe it's maybe after Bob Stoops, it'll fall, and it, it's kind of continued. So I, I give them credit, even if they they didn't win, you know, five national championships, that they're making it there, that they're they're in thirteen out of eighteen. Uh, years they're in these big time bowl games like it's really hard to do in college football I don't care who you are uh, it's hard to, to have that success and and so I I know like you talked about like yeah, Oklahoma was kind of uh, crapped on for a while because they couldn't win that big game but uh, I think we forget how good I mean when you look look at like Jason White winning the Heisman Trophy like Jason White wasn't good you know he really and, and, and he won the Heisman Trophy. Like that tells you that that's good coaching. That's a good program when you have those kind of players like that. 
definitely. And look at the co- I, I even look at the coaches that have come through there, the Mike Leeches of the world, mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley. I mean, you have so many good coaches on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the defensive side of the ball is a lot to be desired. But even every now and then, they even come out with a guy or two that really catches your eye. But you know that number four spot. What do you think about that number four spot? I mean, you could put you could put a bit. This is where it gets a little murky. Yeah, it's tough. I think it's tough. I, you know, I'm gonna put USC here, and I, I I I could see people having USC much lower on the list. I mean, they they've had some bad years. They've had some controversy, um, but those Pete Carroll years were so so good. From 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 2001, you know, I mean, he he took a program that was almost dead in the water and got them to a bowl game they hadn't they for the last five years before him then even been to one, and then um, he he took that program from 2002 to 2009 just just dominant of a of a program and. You know, you have the Reggie Bush controversy, but you have Bush winning the Heisman. You have Liner, uh, Matt Liner uh, winning the Heisman. Um, you have, you know, a couple years where they – two years where they opted not to go to bowl games, right, because of the, the punishments handed mm-hmm. down. So so really just it would have been 2000, the very first year of the decade, and last year they wouldn't have made a bowl game. Um, and they, they won a number of national titles. They, they, they've been to, to more. If it wasn't for Vince Young, they would have won another one. Uh, you know, I, I think I think USC – uh, even with some of the more recent uh, up and down, I think they're still a top five team, top four team of of the two thousands. Yeah, I got it. I, I'm for, at number four. I was really, really. It was tough for me because Mark Rick out in in Athens at Georgia really made it a little tough. But the national championships, the that run from about 2001 to about 2009 pushed those guys at USC over the top. Those Reggie Bush years were special. I mean, I, I to the point I bought Reggie Bush apparel without a name on it, of course, but still, I mean, when you're buying USC apparel and I'm not even a I'm not even a fan, but it's I'm not a fan of the school, but he was that team was so special to the point where we're talking that's that run from about 2001 to about 2009, they rival the years of the Miami Hurricanes early, the Florida State teams of the, of the 90s. I mean, those teams were really, really good. And one player made every – it seemed like it made everything go. I mean, I remember one game in particular, the Bush push, or you could talk about the Fresno State game where he made move after move and he looks like he's on a video game. So, you know, and that's what we remember. Mm-hmm. Now they're bad years. That's a different story. I mean, the Matt Barkley years were left a lot to be desired. The Lane Kiffin years, heck, the the Clay Helton years that we're in right now, it's very bad. But you know, it's a different landscape of recruiting now, and that's that changes everything when it comes to uh, college football. Things change, kids change, and everything really just changes with the landscape, and that's what's really kind of hurt them a little bit. Yeah, and, and, you know, I, don't, I even don't think these recent years have been that bad. I mean, I mean, they were just in the Rose Bowl in 2016 still. It had 11 wins in 2017. So I, I think I think it's just not Pete Carroll's USC we're used to. You know what I mean? I think yeah, you're so used to excellent. Maybe, maybe more than, than we should. Now, at number five, uh, where, do you, where do you stand? Because, I mean, again, we're in the murky, we're in the murky spots right now. Yeah, I – it's close for me um, between a couple schools. I think I'm going to go LSU here. Um, 
And I, th- I think there's a lot of arguments you can make either way, but here's a team that that's won a national championship. That's lost another in the two thousands. I mean, less miles there, uh, consistent nine, 10, 11, 12 win seasons, even the past couple seasons uh, with, with Ed Orgeron haven't been as good, but the 10 wins last year, you know, nine wins in 2017. I mean, it's a team. I think that's not flashy. It's not like I remember, Oh, LSU, the powerhouse, but I, I can't find a bad LSU year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think there's, yeah. a year like, man, this team was sucked. Whereas I, a lot of teams here have already had on the list. I mean, I mean, they've had at least one or two bad years, like bad years. And LSU has never really had a really bad year. So I'm kind of, um, I, I think I'm going to, and, and of course, Nick Saban, right. And the, the, the first, uh, five years of the decade was there, 13-1 season um, within that. So I think I'm going to give them the edge uh, over Georgia just because of that consistency. You know, I have to use a baseball reference for that one. I'm okay hitting a double every time uh, versus hitting the home run. I'm, con- I'm good with consistency. Everyone loves consistency. Um, even though some, they, they love the home run. And, uh, you know, they get infatuated with it. But um, for me, at, at number five, I have to go – uh, with, I have to go with uh, Georgia because Georgia, they have just been so – even though they don't have the national championships, they have the, that same thing, that consistency. And I think with consistency comes uh, a fan base that consistently always shows up for their team. Uh, they always are in the mix. Unfortunately, they are always on the short end of everything, and that's what really hurts them. Um, LSU, for some reason, they've always had a, something that happens that kicks them out of out of the conversation, despite all of the nine to like you said nine, ten, eleven win seasons. Mark Rick did come away with two SEC titles in in, in a run of, of years where he had to fend off not only Urban Meyer but also he had to fend off um, Nick Saban as well. And not only that, you have Les Miles, you have Tommy Tuberville at Auburn. I mean, you had a lot of great SEC coaches, and he found a way to consistently win 10 games every year. His, I mean, at the end, they just got tired of not winning winning games. But, I mean, you've also produced a number one overall pick quarterback. And that a lot of those things matter. They really do. Yeah, George is next on my list because I, I think it is a similar – uh, similar to LSU, obviously LSU got the national title, and I think to me that kind of puts them over Georgia a bit. But but Mark Rick, uh, I th- I think people kind of downplay man how how good of a coach he was. Like you said, to be in the the top of the competition in the country and still come away with some really good seasons, get some really good wins. Um, look, they had they had they had a six and seven year. Um, you know that, that those those poor years were kind of thrown in, but it really really wasn't much. Um, maybe even less than I kind of remember of that, the, that early two thousands. So I, I'm with you. I think they're next on my list. I, I was incredibly surprised that they list at all. They weren't even in the top 10 and I, I couldn't really believe it. Now for me, number, number six is where I'm going to go off the tracks a little bit. You're going to be very surprised at this one. At number six, I have Boise State. And the only uh, reason I don't put them in the top five is because they never got a chance at that, that national title. And I feel bad for them because the Kellen Moore years, the Jared Sabransky years, those years were good teams that never got an opportunity. These are the same – this is the same Boise State team that knocked off the team that I just gave you, Georgia. And, I mean, in, basically in their house on top of all of that. I mean, they walked into the Georgia Dome and just 
beat Georgia handily. Uh, and Kellen Moore was a big piece of that. So for me, I, I look at how that success with Chris Peterson, they haven't, they've, and they've kind of stayed steady. It's not really the same effect because we all remember them for being the trick play team. And they became just a powerhouse offensively. And they're just solid. They're just a solid team. They're, I left them specifically out of the top five because they never got an opportunity. If had they just made a national championship, just made it in there, I would have put them in the top five because they have the highest winning percentage of any school in the country, including Alabama, of this time period. I, you know, I have them at ten. Like I, I just, just being in, in the in the from the Mountain West and the WAC, like yeah, you're you're eleven and three and twelve and one and eleven and twos. You know, I, I would much rather give that to. Um, you know, give these spots to a, a Clemson, to uh, an LSU, than Boise State. They, they've been a good team. They deserve to be in the top ten. But um, it, when you've had a couple four loss seasons, uh, three four loss seasons, a number of three loss seasons uh, within these this this secondary conference, like I think it's tough for me to say that you're a powerhouse of the 21st century. And look, this couple more years were great. We had those couple years of beating Oklahoma and beating Georgia. Um, and that's awesome. But to me, that doesn't make 18 years uh, of, of your program. And, and even the consistent win percentage uh, to me doesn't mean as much. Uh, so I have them a 10 and just to kind of get them in there. Cause I think they deserve to be in there over the rest, but uh, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm still not, I still think Boise state's been a little bit overhyped for what they've done. Now, at number seven, oh, I hate saying this because I, this is the one team in college football. I can stand to see those people in Tallahassee. They're a little brother. They're okay. I can live with those guys. Uh, we taught them what to do, how to do what they do. But this, I, I can't stand the Florida Gators only because they are the team that – they're the redheaded stepchild. They're the ones that talk a lot. They do a lot of – and you know a little bit about those guys because they, they – Ooh, Troy mm-hmm. Smith. I think Troy Smith is still running away from Derek Harvey. Um, <laughs> but Florida is in this one, man. They, Urban Meyer took them on a run that we haven't seen in a long time as far as uh, both sides of the ball. Usually you have a team that's a good offensive team or a good defensive team. They had it on both sides of the ball consistently from about 2006 to, what, about 2010. And they were – I mean, that run, the Tebow era, was just such a great, great few years, man. It was – I mean, not, and you forget Tebow. If you even take Tebow out of it, I mean, you had guys on that team like Cam Newton who eventually became a national champion. You had guys like Riley Cooper, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, the list – Joe Hayden. You, uh, you can name so many guys on these, these teams uh, that are either current NFL players or just they, – they were just great college players and – the run that they went on, man, it was two national titles, almost should have had a third and Tebow had a Heisman probably could should have argued. I could argue that Tebow should have won two. And that's the crazy thing. Yeah. They're, they're actually in the same spot for me. They're actually in the same spot for me. So uh, I, that's funny. That kind of lined up that way. I mean, I struggled. I think there's a lot of, of teams, like you say, kind of in this muck and that I have coming up that I think you can make fair arguments, but, Florida's run with Urban Meyer maybe is the best run of, of anyone in this group, right? I mean, I mean, three 13-win seasons, 
Um, you have those NFL players crazy. Two BCS national championships. I think it shows you how good Nick Saban and Irvin Meyer are. That you know they're on this list for two different teams, um, <laughs> and and legitimately, um, you know, doing work there. So I I think with, even with the sheer number of coaches, I mean, even well, Muschamp had an eleven win season, like going to the Sugar Bowl. You know, I think it's something to to say for that. So the the, the really bad seasons thrown in there are just <laughs> you know, four wins uh, twice um, is is just oh that's that that hurts. And, um, but I think that, that run in the middle, like you talked about is just uh, phenomenal. Now at eight, uh, and again, I hate giving credit to any other school in Florida. That's not down South. Uh, but Florida state, they, and I, and I know you're going to call, you're going to probably kill me for this one because Clemson, where's Clemson? Where's Clemson? We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there. But Florida state had a similar type of run that urban Meyer and Florida had, uh, Jameis Winston, EJ Manuel, Christian Ponder. You had three first-round quarterbacks. That's great. Um, two of them didn't work out, but that's not the point. Uh, that's not their job to make them work out in the NFL. But you have so much talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're the reason Miami is – and Miami had a big-time struggle. Those guys really started hitting the road as far as recruiting is concerned. Jimbo Fisher won him a national title. Bobby Bowden did not win a national title in, in this era. So he doesn't really get as much credit for it. This is, to me, when I think of it, I think of Bob, I think of Jimbo Fisher simply because he was the head coach in waiting. In reality, he was really the head coach without a title. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator and he, I mean, that offense looked better and better every single year. And they, they were dominating teams on both sides of the ball, putting guys in the NFL, um, it was a it was a run that they made, and with Jameis Winston that that national championship year, they were for a while they were like the cardiac knolls for about a good half of the, half of the season, and they just found ways in that last drive of the national championship. I thought Jameis Winston that was the icing on the cake that won him that Heisman. Uh, we he's been up and down, but as far as his college career, he had a really good one. Yeah, and I. I have I have Clemson here eight, um, and I think it was really close for me between Florida State, Clemson, and Florida. Um, I, I think Clemson's recent success, three national championships uh, games in four years, winning two of them, you know, crushing Alabama last year like they did is pretty big. Um, and the early years were mediocre, you know. I think I think the Tommy Bowden years were uh, just really iffy. I think it pushes them down this list. But um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if in 10 years, you know, Clemson is near the top of this list when, when there's enough years to say, hey, they've had this consistent success. I mean, I mean, Dabo Sweeney is really good. He's a, he's a really good coach, not just for the wins and success, but uh, the development of players to me on that team is phenomenal. And I, I always love when you see a head coach, you know, Sweeney, uh, definitely a receiver uh, and you just see the receivers that come out of Clemson, right. I have such good technique, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, all these guys. So um, I think even that six, six and seven year 2010 is, is kind of um, kind of wiped away with this recent success of just having double digit wins since 2012. Um, I, I think maybe, maybe I'm leaning a little too heavy on recent success, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're my uh, they're my number eight, and then Florida State's my number nine. Like you talked about, it's a lot more of that consistency. I think those late Bobby Bowden years kind of knock them down for me. 
when things just weren't clicking. But, um, I mean, they made a bowl game uh, every single season except this past one, uh, won a BCS national championship, you know, went to some big-time bowl games, which I think Jimbo Fisher did really well in his tenure. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think Florida State and Clemson deserve to be kind of back-to-back here, and I think eventually Clemson's going to pull ahead uh, just to the nature of where their program's going. Definitely. I have my – Clemson's my number nine. Uh, I think we had a few flip-flops here. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, I mean, as much as they're known for their wide receivers, I think their quarterbacks are really good too. I mean, you had Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, and now Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't be disrespectful to Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant put together a couple – a year and a half of, a, of good play. I mean, you just got beat out. He got beat out by a better guy. I mean, Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Well, we'll see what he has this year for Missouri too. You know, I think he's still relevant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that and that's the thing. You just when you're beat out by a better guy, it's just it is what it is. It's nothing against you. It's just we got to they made the best move for them. Um, and Trevor Lawrence might be the best of them all. Uh, I want to see more from this year. But even they're running really offensively. This team is and they've kind of evolved so much. They've gone from the whole pistol stuff to now they're just up tempo spread. The wide receivers are great. They may have another one. Uh, <laughs> we've already seen we saw that in the national championship. So this team that team has been stacked for the last couple of years. And who's in their way? Florida State? No. Miami? No. I mean, no one's in their yeah. way to just run through the ACC. And on in route to that, they're going to knock off a couple of SEC schools like Texas A&M and Georgia in the next couple of years. So, um, with with those renewed rivalries, so Clemson not only is recruiting well, they're winning games, they're won games, and not on on top of all of that, they're going outside of their state to get to get guys. They got the number two running back in the country uh, in Demarcus Bowman now, and, and the number one quarterback in the country also. So I mean, the, the, the continued success. It's not. It's just one of those things when you get one good coach that knows what he's doing. That will that erase Clemson. That's enough to put you in the top ten. He yeah. he erased Clemson. And that's that's tough to do in, in college football, I think, because when you get that kind of reputation, right? This isn't the NFL where you have the draft and and if you're you suck, you pick high draft picks and you can kind of rebuild and rechange your image. College football, your image is everything. That's recruiting. You know, Alabama gets the best recruits because they're the best team. So they get better because they're the best team. And so I think when Clemson had that reputation of choking in, in big situations, of losing uh, in games that they should easily win, you know, that's really tough to, to switch around and get the recruits in. And you know what? They've done really well with the three- and four-star recruits. You know, it's not the, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence, that five-star guy, but they've done really well with these lower recruits and developing them as players. And I, I, think, I don't think that could be overstated. Now, my number 10, uh, you may look at LSU a little bit differently, but because they've had so much of a different uh, uptick and then they they fall off and then they're they're average and then they go back and they they haven't evolved as far as offenses have have kind of evolved along the way. Les Miles refused to to adapt. I think that pushes them adapt, pushes them down a little bit. They were great defensively all the time, but defensively they were. Uh, or I'm sorry, defensively they were always great, but offensively they were always lackluster, and they never found that quarterback that could ever really just destroy teams. And every other team on this list had that one guy. Well, they never had that guy despite winning a championship with two different coaches. Um, 
this team falls a little bit for me because they they left so much out on the field. I feel like I mean I just look back to the to the Jordan Jefferson years where he literally spikes the ball with one second left to lose a game. I mean, little things like that in, are stuck in my mind, but also them destroying Miami in 2005, I think it was, 2005 in the Peach Bowl. Jamarcus Russell gets gets uh, suspended, and Matty Mock comes in and just obliterates. Uh, he just obliterates us and, and wins 40-3. to three. So it, it really – you have those moments. I mean, you're beating – you beat Alabama – uh, you beat Alabama multiple times. You lose to Alabama in a national championship game. So there's good moments, but there's so much inconsistency that it kind of, they get pushed down down uh, down the list. Yeah, so I think it's their biggest disagreement, right? Because I have LSU at five. You have them at ten. I mean, I th- I think I think it's knocking them um, despite success, like that that they have won two national championships in this period that they've had consistent double-digit win seasons. They've made a bowl game every single year of the 2000s that we have a ton of teams ahead of – you have a ton of teams ahead of them that, that, that you know, Alabama's three bowl games within that period. So, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I definitely disagree. Like, I, I don't love Les Miles uh, as, as a coach. I don't, I don't think, like you said, he's the best offensive mind or anything like that. But um, even with that, I think that – I think that LSU is consistently been in the conversation in the SEC, and that's really hard to do. Uh, and they continue to be, even even after a coaching change. I mean, they continue to be uh, in that conversation and continue to produce high-ranking NFL players. They've never fallen off completely, even with some of those some of that stupidity. So, I, yeah, that's probably our biggest disagreement. I have Boise at ten, just to kind of get them on the list. I I, I knock them a lot more for. Um, you know, for the conference and kind of racking up easy wins in a lot of these situations. They, they had some great big games, but to me that doesn't deserve them putting them over a Florida State or a Georgia or a Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think throughout this list will change dynamically oh, yeah. uh, going over in the next decade. Uh, it'll change dynamically. A lot of those teams, the Florida States, I think they'll start falling down the list a little bit more. Uh, Boise State may fall down the list a little bit more. Clemson, if they, like you said, may uh, step up that list. Heck, Texas, Texas A&M, I still I have high hopes for Jimbo Fisher and, and his next move. So we'll definitely see. Uh, this has been very interesting, and I think we might have to keep a little keep tabs on this. This may be something a running thing we may do here at War Room Sports over the next few years. Just kind of give you the top powerhouses over the next three to five years every when it comes around. It's one of those those projects. It's fun to do. Get people talking. You can catch us always on social media, uh, WRS Sports. So you can always check me out, uh, Fred Produce CFB on Twitter. Shane, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam, S-H-A-N-E-P-H-A-L-L-A-M. Uh, I'm definitely active on there, fantasy football and, and NFL draft and that kind of stuff. So I'll be, I'll be tweeting college stuff uh, coming up here pretty soon, probably in August. I'll start getting into that um, a little bit more for next year's draft. 
so yeah follow me there fakepigskin.com check me out on there uh but yeah thanks for thanks for having me freddie i appreciate it man definitely man we'll definitely have to have you back on to talk a little fantasy football you're my guy when you're my go-to when it comes to fantasy I'm, i might have to cheat off you a little bit this year i, I didn't come up really really well last year I, for the <laughs> first time and i've been nick saving in my fantasy leagues for the last i don't know four or five years now because of you so i mean i might have to go back to the well you know i tried to do it by myself it didn't really work out that well <laughs> No, no, look, I'm I'm here for you. I'm here for you. We'll 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 make it happen. It's it's a fun year. All right, Shane, it was great having you on the show, man. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again sometime soon. But until next time, folks, make sure you tune on tune in the World of Sports. Make sure you check me out on check me myself, uh, Devin McMillan when he comes back on uh, cover two. We'll definitely be back with your NFL coverage there. Until then, stay tuned to World of Sports, and we're out. <laughs>